We are live on YouTube and it is the 195th episode of the Mina's House mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Mina, say what? I'm Shayna B. And that's it. <laughs> for right now, for right now. For right now, we all know a couple of people might drop in. You know how we be on CPT time. Wow. I will say, Shayna, you for the most part are always on time. Thank you. Always there when you call. Always on time. <laughs> wow. Uh, that I can appreciate you for. Okay, we'll see who else dips in here at some point. Um, how you been? How's your week? Ah, uh, this week has been hectic, and it's gonna be a long one. But I'm I'm ready for it. You still dealing with the flood? We got flooded out in New Jersey. Well, not only that, you know, my niece is getting married this weekend. So, oh, already? Yeah, she just so. got engaged like six months ago. Yep, they don't want to wait. Wow, that's how it should be. You know, these people out here be engaged for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so they're having a nice, small, intimate backyard wedding. They wanted it to be a regular barbecue. We've already made it probably way more than they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Between myself, my mom, my sister. My sister is all on board for regular. And um, her fiance's mom, we've already probably stepped it up way more than they wanted to. That's why I just had to go on Amazon and order an owl runner now, which my niece is like rolling her eyes like, I don't want all that. But I don't you know, understand people like that. <laughs> she's like, they listen, they kept saying like, we just want to barbecue. We just want to be married, you know, because we can't have everybody there. It can be as simple as can be. And then when we have our big ceremony, we'll do it all then. You know what? Another thing to consider is also COVID. Like they might be thinking about being right. COVID safe. And that's what it is. Like we're only going to have maybe 40 people. And really, that's mostly his family. My family is super small. So it's just that's a lot of people, girl. That's a well, that's what I'm saying, because he's one of nine children. Oh, he's the youngest of nine. So the bulk of it is really his brothers, his sisters, his nieces, like I think we got like 10 people and that includes me, my mom, my youngest niece, my nephew, right. like it, the bulk of it is all of his sisters and brothers and everything. But, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even just that with immediate family is kind of big. So and yeah. I think that's what it is. Like, they just keep saying like, let's just wait. And then we do everything. Like we'll have everybody and we'll do all this stuff. That makes but sense. I want to invite, I like free food. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely going to be regular barbecue. We tried to. Step I don't up care the- what it is. Like Look, we street. tried to step up the food. They were like, "No, y'all doing too much." We I want hot dogs. From- they were like, "That is enough." I'm like, mm. "Okay." Well, there's no wedding planning going on here. It's just work, work, work. I don't think I told you. I'm writing for the Philadelphia Tribune now. No. Yes. Good. That's I've written amazing. two articles for them. So, um, you know, on the radio, I do a lot of entertainment based stuff. So I kind of wanted to do like different things to just kind of show like my versatility as a journalist, because I feel like when I've tried to like expand outside of radio, people just are like, oh, well, you're the radio girl because, you know, I've been mm-hmm. doing radio since I was 18. So like they put you in that box of like, that's all you can do. Like, oh, you know, right. it's a good thing that I've been be doing that since I was a kid. But the bad thing is that's the only thing I have on my resume. So when I'm trying to like venture out and do other things, they're like, well, everything on your resume is radio. 
And I'm right. like, do you not understand how much radio is like it's sales, it's promotions, it's digital, it's writing, you know, it's, right. it's all of that. It's creative, you know, um, it's personality. It's it, it's just a lot that I've learned from my career. So like my goal, even before the pandemic and the pandemic kind of put a monkey wrench in it, but my goal was to just kind of like diversify my skill set, at least on paper. Like yeah. I know what my skills are. I know that I can right. edit audio well, everybody and, edit else and do TV. I know that I can write, you know, I know that I, I went to a journalism school, you know, like I have right. the tools, but people don't see that on paper. So that's like kind of like the first step of me trying to venture outside of, you know, like entertainment, music mm-hmm. and radio. So I've been writing like real stories about real stuff. Up. I love it. Yes, girl. And and my and my articles have been printed not only on the online version, but also the print version. So oh, in, in the Philadelphia, in, if you're in the Philadelphia area and you pick up the Tribune, you might find one of my articles in there. So I'm only doing one article a week right now because mm-hmm. that's kind of all I can handle. Um, you know, between yeah, I mean, my you do got a busy shows. schedule. I was about to say your schedule is is pretty packed. Yeah. So I am just doing like one article a week, but I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm really happy about it. So, and you know, my goal is to be in sports. So that's like the next thing, you know, like maybe this will help me get in there through like the writing side, who knows. Um, but let's hop into what's in our feed because there's a lot going on and a lot we need to talk about. Um, Nicki Minaj literally caused a firestorm on Twitter. So she got COVID and she's been isolating in her house obviously quarantining and um, there's all these events that she could not attend because she had COVID. And then she even said she would not go to the Met Gala because she did not want to get vaccinated. Apparently that was the requirement to go to the Met Gala. So she started having this dialogue about the vaccine and how she doesn't know enough about it. You know, she said Drake got the vaccine and still got COVID. So business out there. Right. Put all of his business out there. So it's like, She's going through things that she's heard from people instead of, hey, I researched this. Right. She tells one story about her cousin in Trinidad who says he knows a guy. So she don't even know this guy is her cousin's, uh, you know, the friend of a friend who took the vaccine in Trinidad, not even the United States in Trinidad which we don't know what what happened, (laughs) you know, what that person took, what vaccine are they taking? None of that. Right. Took the vaccine in Trinidad and said that his testicles got swollen and he was about to get married. And because he was impotent because of the vaccine, his woman left him like what? So it caused a firestorm. People started coming at her saying, how dare you use your platform to to spread these misnomers or these lies or these you know, these stories that have no base to them. What was your overall reaction to this whole thing? I had several issues with this. (laughs) Hey, Nikki, nobody needed to know. Like, I mean, I know that people were asking why you weren't at the Met and everything, the gala. You didn't, you could have just said I declined. Because first you just said I declined. You could just left it at that. My second thing was, yes, why are you putting Drake's business out here to validate what you're going through? Like, did Drake tell us he had COVID? No, he doesn't have to. You didn't have to. But no, Drake told us he had COVID. Okay, we just didn't okay. know he got the vaccine. But the vaccine, right. right. Oh, that was my second thing. So she says 
her issue with the vaccine, and I don't have anybody having an issue with the vaccine. Nobody has to take it. It's totally your choice. I think you should, but it is your choice. Obviously, again, we want to live in a world where we are able to make our own choices. But I do have a problem with the misinformation. So she said something in her tweet like, and Drake was just as sick as me. And I know people that got even sicker when they got COVID because they had the vaccine. My issue with that statement was, Nikki, it's not a one-size-fits-all vaccine or disease. Like, we ain't going to call it a virus anymore. We're going to call it a disease. Everybody has a range of different symptoms. And we I don't even know what strand they had. Right. Like had everybody, there are kids who are asymptomatic. So right. it's like, for you to say, like, to use that as validation, for all we know, your symptoms could be really mild and Drake's could be really mild. Like, we don't know. So that was my other issue with, like, the misinformation of it, like, to kind of validate your your situation. And then furthermore, this whole thing with her cousin's friend, <laughs> Nikki. Did you really think about this story before? And I like you, Nikki. I don't I, I don't you. understand why she told the story. It I, sounds crazy. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, I laugh because I feel like Black people and Caribbean people, Black people, we all the same. In general, we always got to make a person in the story to validate it. Like, my cousin friend said they seen this. Where did your cousin friend see that at? And like, do you know this person? But you associated it enough for us to kind of believe it. But the fact that this has broke the internet, the CDC right before, just released an article about her tweet to dispel the rumors that are in her tweet. And I'm just like, Nikki, you are too smart for this. Unless your goal for the day was to break the internet, which then that you successfully did. Like, then you you accomplished your goal. Listen, Dr. Fauci had to make a press release. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fauci went on a press run after this. I'm like, Nikki, he definitely feel like he got a whole STD. Like, let's just put that out there. I was going to say, STD. you don't know what he's taking. Like, he could have been taking another drug that had, like, he you know. He could have already had chlamydia. Like, had, like, a reaction. And we don't even know what vaccine he took. Is it the same vaccine that we take in the United States? I don't, like... I don't, you know, don't the healthcare systems in these countries are different. It, it was just, it would have been different if it would have been like my cousin that lives in Chicago took the Pfizer vaccine and this is what happened. It was like my cousin's cousin's cousin it who lives if it was my cousin, like not my cousin friend who like so and so, so and so, so and so who don't even live here. Took this vaccine and now his balls are swollen. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember when that vicious rumor was going around about Sierra that when she was on Oprah and she said she was a hermaphrodite and people used to swear by it like, no, it was on Oprah. Did you see the episode? No, my cousin saw the episode. Like everybody's cousin or friend saw it, but nobody had ever seen it. That's what it reminded me of. Like, Nikki, you going to tell this story about your cousin, friend, friend of a friend. Right. Like, come on now. I just, I don't, that, that, that that's what for me that's what blew me that like i was okay with the dialogue i know people started to kind of bully her on the internet i think these are conversations that a lot of families are having a lot of people are having do we want to put this into our body people have the right to make choices you know what i'm saying but it's like for you to tell this story about someone not being able to have sex because of the vaccine, Nikki, did you really think that through? In Trinidad. In Trinidad. And then like, you started this firestorm of misinformation. Because right. then I saw from there people were like, um, 
no, she's right because it's a proven fact that the vaccine keeps you infertile for 30 years. And people were like, but y'all the same people saying that the vaccine doesn't prove anything. So how does a proven fact that it's going to keep you infertile? For, and I'm like, it, it, that was my other issue with it. Like, it just started this downward spiral of all this misinformation. I know plenty of people that done got pregnant after they got the vaccine. And that's what other people were saying. Uh, one other girl was like, no, it's a proven fact. It messes with women's cycles. How is that proven? I've not seen it. I got the vaccine. My cycle fine. Me like, who, who's proving these facts that y'all That's playing? what I'm saying, girl. Your cycle been off because you <laughs> having sex with everybody raw and letting them nut in you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you might have got endometriosis or something might be going on a regular cycle, but it was not the vaccine. Girl, I will, I will say this. I will say this. I think I was late with my period maybe like two, three days, right? And it just kind of like lined up where I started taking like, like a, like a new vitamin and, you know, and then my, then I got the vaccine and then my period was like behind like a couple of days. So I called the doctor, right. And to say like, does this vitamin, so I've been going through the, doing all these other things. I've been going through. Caused, I've right? been going through the process of trying to, you know, doing testing to freeze my eggs. So right. I have not really talked about it. It's a private thing. I'm still dealing with it now. You know what I'm saying? But right. I've been doing the testing. But so, those things, those other things, right. probably caught, not. Right. It just so happened that it was in the timeline that you. So I, they got me on some pills called CoQ10, which are vitamins, you know, to help the, you know, your egg be strong, so they could freeze their eggs. Do I want to have children? I'm not planning it right now, but I do want it down the line, right. and I want a couple, so I want to freeze my eggs, right? So, um. So I thought maybe the vitamin maybe had like a maybe a side effect with the vaccine. I don't know. I I, I call just to ask because I'm very regular and the nurse did say and I and this is what the nurse said to me at the at the at the fertility clinic. She did say that um, some people are reporting that the uh, when they take the vaccine that they're there's the next month they have like irregularities with their period but it's not a long-term thing right it's like i you know and the nurse the fertility nurse did say that to me like when did you take the vaccine when did you get your last period when did you start taking the vitamins like we did the math so i think some people may be having that reaction just based off what the nurse said to me you know But that was go back to it's not one size fits all, like right. But it's not everybody. And then I figured out that it wasn't even the vaccine because I, you know, I had had the vaccine way before I started taking the vitamins. So it's like we figured out it's not the vaccine. It's probably just you know an irregular month or whatever. But um, but Nikki broke the internet with this. Hello, but that but so what I'm saying is like there's some there when it comes to like. Some women must be going through this, but for people to say that it's gonna make you infertile for thirty years, that's not what the nurse said to me. <laughs> Somebody she said, said so my thirty first year, I'm gonna be fertile again. Right, like <laughs> girl, your eggs are all the way dead right. after that, girl. You right. only really got them until you like forty two, girl. Right. I don't know what you're talking right. about. Anyway, so like it, it's just like that you know the misconception and again yeah. everybody's body is different i'm not trying to go on a tangent about the vaccine no i just everybody do what they want to do it's your your choice but 
just like I took the vaccine, I don't really spread any information out there other than we're talking about it because Nikki, because again, it was my choice to take it. Like yeah. whether you do or you don't. And I just feel like for her to have the platform that she does and to tell this, it wasn't even just like, I'm not taking the vaccine, period. And that would have been fine. Like people would have still had something to say about it because Nikki Minaj, it, you know, because I think she did say she wanted to do more research. That's fine. And, you know, there were, to your point, people bullying her like, oh, you didn't do research for your butt shot. Regardless, if she was, <laughs> and that was funny. I thought it was funny, but if she wants to do more research, again, that's her choice. That's but what I, I don't do. understand. I'm just, I'm going to leave the, I'm going to do more research, people. I, but, I can't, but if you say I can't that, do I'll give you that. How much more research are you going to do, man? But when you're doing your research, you should have probably researched this story about your cousin friend is what you should have researched before you tweet it. I just don't know what y'all researching. Like y'all putting, uh, y'all getting BBLs and letting (laughs) doctors cut into you and getting ass shots. You drinking Hennessy every weekend. You popping pills. I don't, I don't understand the logic, but you know what? We're not going to have this conversation. Let's move on to a similar topic because I felt like this is an appropriate conversation for what's going on in our world. So United, uh, the airlines, is putting people on unpaid leave for not getting the vaccine. Now, you know that the 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 um the CDC released guidelines saying that you know you should get the that companies should be requiring um their employees to get the vaccine or they should be requiring weekly covid tests, right? Mm-hmm. And there there's been ex- exemptions for religious reasons. Right. United is saying that if your exemption is for religious reason, they're just going to put you on unpaid leave. It doesn't matter. Right. If you mm-hmm. ain't got the vaccine, you ain't got it. I wanted to kind of have a conversation about that because is that fair? Is that where we are in the world? You know, um, is this an infringement on religious rights? I mean, to my knowledge, I haven't seen any religious communities come out and denounce the, you know, the vaccine because it has any bearing on, you know, your religious beliefs. I, I haven't seen that. I don't know what the exemption would be for religion, but I just kind of wanted to have that dialogue, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are just some religions in general that don't believe in like shots, vaccines, period, mm-hmm. whether it's this one or the other. To your point, I haven't seen them weigh in on COVID, but maybe they don't feel like they need to if it's like, again, for their religious reasons, they just kind of exercise and practice. You shouldn't do those things. So that's number one. United, though, I feel like it's funny. Like, I know Delta had came out and said that unvaccinated employees would not be able to, like, have sick time or whatever if they get COVID. I feel like that's that's reasonable. To say that everybody, if you don't get the vaccine, is going to be put on unpaid leave. Again, although I feel very strong, especially if you are flying all the time with people you should probably get it i do feel strong that people should have the choice whether it's religious or not to get it so you're basically saying like again you're like furloughing me like i got a job but i don't really have a job because i'm not getting paid and i don't know if that's necessarily fair um but again as a company and we do live in the world of capitalist american companies have the right to do what they want to do as the private entities so it's unfortunate But I mean, I know a lot of people just privately that are going through it in their jobs now, um, like where you the jobs are telling you got to take the vaccine or you have to leave. So, you know, I I don't it's going to get to a point, I think, very soon with very much public facing jobs where I think everyone is going to say 
you have to have it. And yeah. it is going to become weird in a sense. I just think that like this is so brand new that people are just so hesitant, you know, but like your kids can't go to school without certain shots. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we don't fight that because it's been that way for so long. This yeah. is the same kind of requirement. You can't work with other people if you have the potential to put these other people at risk because you're you're going to contract COVID and maybe have it worse than other people or, you know what I'm saying? And then spread it. You know, I mean, the 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 science the says. Right. The science said that you can still catch COVID if you have the vaccine, but your symptoms are going to be less than you know, theoretically, uh, you know, are going to be less than someone who catches it without the vaccine. So I think if you're working in a public space, especially you got to think like the airlines, they're traveling from place to place. These are key people that could be passing around this virus from country to country, city to city. You know, I think it's different than you know, someone driving yeah. FedEx or UPS or Amazon where you're sitting in a truck by yourself, you know, delivering packages. I just really think it comes down to what you do for a living. Are you dealing with mass people? Like, it's crazy to me. I be reading the news and there's people who work in the hospitals that you're dealing with sick people all day. You don't want to get a vaccine. You're getting fake vaccination cards. You are literally with people that are sick. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I just, I just think when you're in a public space, because this is, this is such a public health hazard, you, these are going to be some of the requirements. Yeah. I and mean, have, it's already what federal and state it's yeah. going to be required. Yeah. And here, and here's, here's the thing. These insurance companies there, if, if you get COVID, they're starting to get to a place where we they're, they're trying to not cover people or raise your premiums. They're raising premiums for insurance. Think and about I think me that's as a, why they made this decision. Right. Think about me as a company. I have to pay your insurance. You're my employee. And because of your personal choice, now I got to pay more for your insurance because you, you don't want to take the vaccine. You're in the ICU, whatever. Right. Like, no, <laughs> this is a business that's already struggling. So I, you know, it, it is a difficult decision and I do think people have the right to make a choice. But I also think when you work in a capacity, when you're in a public space and you're in a public health crisis, there's going to be different requirements from you as someone that deals with a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And if that's not what you want to do, then you need to get another job. You need to get a private job, maybe a job where you're not working for an airline or around so many people. I mean, it's unfair because this is your career. These people work their whole lives to do this. And then, you know, a, a vaccine is going to get in the way. But that's where people got to weigh out their priorities. What is more important to you, having that job or not getting this vaccine? Right. And you got to make that difficult choice. Yeah, I think it's just it's definitely in like to your point with United being a struggling airline. And that's why I brought up the Delta example. I feel like Delta can do that because financially, even though all these airlines technically quote unquote for clits but they got money um but delta is a different business-wise is a different style of airline than american than united which is just a struggling airline compared to those other bigger ones yeah i mean i i feel bad for these people but it's really like this is a time where we have to stop thinking about me 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 and think about our society our other people and that's what i think people have been struggling with the most 
in this pandemic. Like everything is about me and what do I want? And, and you're not thinking about how your actions are affecting someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a hospital setting and you're not getting a vaccine. Someone could die because of you. Yeah. Because of your personal choice. So now more than ever, we're so super reliant on each other when it comes to our health. You know, I have to rely on you to wear a mask so I could be safe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to rely on you to get the vaccine or trust that you have the vaccine. And that's why you ain't got a mask on. Like, there's a lot of trusting that's happening right now. And people are not thinking about the greater good. They're thinking about me. What what do I want without any regard to how it affects other people? I was on um, I was on Amtrak the other day and they specifically tell you, you got to keep your mask on the whole time. And there's people taking their mask off. One yeah, guy was coughing. How you coughing with your mask off in a train? We not outside. This air is stagnant. <laughs> that part I don't get. I really, really. Hello. Really, like, is, I have a problem with that. <laughs> but I'm. this is what I'm saying. People have zero regard for other people and their health. And, and that's what makes this scary. So I don't mind if a company is going to require people to do something that's going to keep other people safe. And I'm sorry you think it infringes upon your civil rights or whatever, not your civil rights, your personal rights or, you know, or whatever. But I, this is the world that we're in. We're, we're talking about people's lives here. Yeah. So it is, you know, what it is. I mean, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, but we're going to look back at this 10, 20 years from now and be like, remember all those people that was fighting this? And this is going to oh be gosh. this is going to be one of those vaccines that you just have to have as a child. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be literally routine. You get it every couple of years, just like, you know, the other vaccines you got to get when your child's going to college, right. to be on a college campus or whatever. It'll be the same. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Bailey. There's been a lot of conversation about Chloe. You know, we met her when she was very young and, you know, her father manages her. So they, you know, her and her sister Hallie have been very sheltered and kind of portrayed in a certain way. She signed their, uh, signed to Parkwood, which is Beyonce's company. So they've been carefully curated. Right. But now we're seeing her, she's 21 years old. Mm -hmm. She's coming into her sexuality and she's everywhere, busting it open, ass out, jiggling all kinds of stuff, touching her vagina, you know, like, it's a lot to go from the little girl that we remember seeing to the girl busting it open on the VMAs. What do you, how do you feel about this sexuality? You know, is she an adult? Should, should we respect it? She's coming into herself, you know, or is it a little bit too much and too fast? I feel like we should respect it. I feel like even if you look at their last albums as sisters, you know, they try to like from their outfits to the 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 lyrics and the songs they were trying to. And you could already see them making that shift to allow them to be a little bit more adult. And obviously, then we saw Chloe herself on her social media, you know, expressing herself a little bit more. So I feel like they have tried to do it in a way that's gradual, it might not be as gradual as we like it. But they've tried to do it in a way that's like, she's coming, like she's coming, she's coming. And I feel like it's so hard for, you know, actors, actresses, singers, entertainers, rappers, when we when they make that transition into that adult age, because we can't really, it's hard for us to accept it 
after we've already accepted them as a certain level. Like, I think there's some people that are exceptions to the rules, like somebody like a Monica, who Monica felt like she was a grown woman when she was a child. Like, it was just something about her. But she also never, and still to this day, is not very hypersexualized. So we don't, we didn't have to make a big mental shift with somebody like a Monica, where I do feel like, I get where like some parents are upset because they're like, well, my kids, you know, grew up on them. But it's like, yeah, she can't stay a child forever. Like she can't. And is is that fair to the artist for them to then stay in a box? I feel like she's done it enough. You know, it's, it's done in a way that some of the Instagram stuff I would say is a little bit over the top. But again, that's what her age range is out here doing on the gram. So I can't, I can't be as mad. I just wouldn't do it. But I feel like she's okay. We got to embrace it and let her be her. And her sister is like, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm cute, right. but I'm just sitting over here chilling. I'm, I'm trying to be Disney, to right? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for women being comfortable in their bodies and doing what they want. I do think, though, there is a trend, and this is just not even particular to Chloe. I just think there's a trend where everybody is showing everything. And it's like, why? when did we get here? Like, it used to be like a couple, you know? Like, now it's like Normani and her and Meg, you know, Chloe, not her, but her Chloe. Yeah, her be covered up. But- <laughs> It's like Normani and and Chloe and Megan and City Girls. And it's like all these girls are like doing the same thing. And like that, that's really more so what strikes me. Like, why is it that this is what you got to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it that how did we get here is really my thing. You know, I think she's really pretty. Yeah, I mean, I think she's really pretty. I think she has a banging body. But to me, it's just a little disappointing that she has to do what everybody else is doing. You know, like she's super talented. She's producing her music. She's singing her own background vocals. Her voice is exquisite. She's writing. She's so damn talented, dedicated. Mm-hmm. And like, I just feel like you're more than you. Sh- you You don't need to show your ass. You have talent. You know, like you don't you don't need to do you don't need to over sexualize yourself because and maybe you have the talent. She wants to because she knows she is talented. Again, I mean, even if she didn't, she could to your point, she could still carry her voice, her performance, everything. But maybe that's what she really wants to do, because clearly it's not something that's being forced upon them. Because you see, again, her sister is like, no, not doing all that. So it's not something that like from a management standpoint or label like somebody's forcing it on them. So maybe something she wants to. Now, granted, to your point, the whole what we see and how we consume it and what our younger girls are going to be doing, I'm like kind of scared because, again, I don't even know why people pay for OnlyFans because I'm like, I feel like you can see this stuff on Instagram. Right. I don't know what's on OnlyFans either, Um, but I just feel like you see so much on Instagram. Why would you have to pay for something else? Because it's just so much free access over sexualized things that I totally agree with you on but with her I feel like it's just or not her but Chloe I feel like it's just something maybe she wants to do yeah you know I went to a I was up at Syracuse hosting a concert and I went to a basketball game and uh, the football game excuse me and I was like looking at what the college girls are are wearing you want to know why because it everything is out like, I don't remember being in college and having everything out. I remember us having sweatpants on. Oh, sweatpants, sweatshirts. Right. This, <laughs> whole, this girl had her whole ass out. 
I'm like, girl, you at a you at a football game. This ain't the club. Why you got I your got ass you out? A whole ass was out. Look, she had the booty shorts and the crack. Look, I got them too. But I wear them to the club, not to right. the football game. So it's like, it's really more so for me, it's just a more of that. You know, like, you know, she's a beautiful woman. She deserves to do whatever she wants for her body. I just don't understand why it's, over the top the way that it is that's that's what i don't understand you know like when beyonce does it she does it in like a tasteful way you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um even beyonce's been showing a lot of ass lately it's like a trickle down effect yeah which brings us to the topic for today which is who's responsible who is responsible for this over sexualization that we're seeing in music when did it happen who did it because someone someone opened this door and then someone else busted it open. So I I how did we get here? I literally when I was watching the VMAs, that's literally what I was thinking. Like all the girl all, all these girls are doing the same things. Like, how did we get here where you gotta twerk and have your ass out and, and boobs out and you gotta dry hump another girl or another or another male or you gotta you know, grab a, a boob or a titty. Like, when did we get to this is what everything has is and this is what people have to offer? Instagram did it. I'm telling you, it's the it was the visual, the visualization of it. Because when you think about music, music has been sexualized. I'm not going to say over, but sexualized for quite some time. Like, you'll I, listen to old songs and you're like, wait a minute, I was young singing this and I didn't even know. Without right. the singing. So I feel like lyrically it always been, but the difference is visually and how we consumed it. You know, again, for me to now be 40 and just realize what a song was really saying because I didn't have to see it. I wasn't on Instagram watching the artist twerk about it. I feel like once we got into the Instagram age, deeper in my space where we just had tracks and Facebook, which just was configured differently, when people know, and I don't know who really started it, that you were able to visually do these things differently and sexual things and over sexual things got more attention it just kind of shifted in everything and entertainment and music and the tv and it just like keeps going and going because to your point here we go jada jackson couldn't show her little boob and her nipple but now everybody doing it like everybody on janet an apology everybody literally fcc everybody i literally just said that like i just had this conversation because we were talking about little nas x and and how Tiana Taylor and Normani, nobody had a problem with their performance. Normani's dry humping Tiana Taylor and then, you know, twerking on her upside down. Like no one has an issue with that, but everybody has an issue with, you know, little Nas X. And I literally said, I, you know, I think we've evolved so much regarding our threshold when it comes to women. Right. I don't think we've evolved as much when it comes to male oh. sexuality. Oh. But when it comes to women's sexuality, literally Janet show her boobs and they crucified her. Like now we see cracks, boobs, all kinds of stuff. And it's like normal. So it's like, I think over time, the sexuality has just been kicking up and kicking up. Different artists have been pushing the boundaries. You talk about little Kim's Madonna's, Mm -hmm. you know, Janet Jackson's. I think it was like a door that like different people kept like, 
you know, kind of opening mm-hmm. up. Then Nicki Minaj came and I think she kind of busted it open a little bit, you know, with, with the huge ass and everything and her being so mainstream. And, you know, I mean, I will never forget the truffle butter song. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I remember thinking like, oh, my God, we're playing this on the radio. And like, I just, you know, when I looked up what truffle butter was, I'm like, ew. You know, I just think little by little, it's been like a trickle down effect and all these people have contributed to it. And I think, in my opinion, I think Megan just busted it all the way open. <laughs> I wouldn't blame just her. I just, I mean, I'm yeah, not I blaming say, her. I just think it it took it to like another level. You but know? I would say, you know, right then it was like Cardi, City Girls and Megan all at the same time. I feel like, yes, people were twerking and doing little stuff, but they were like, these bigger artists that were doing it on such a large level, like you can't not see no one twerking it. Like it just doesn't happen. Like it was happening before, but it was not happening to the level that you got little kids, you know, in videos twerking. And then we got TikTok and showing you how to do it. Like, yeah. so it was like, they, like the three of them, you know, the two artists of the group kind of like for, formatted and framed it a little bit more that it pushed it out there. But I will say like, I remember even, and I laughed because when I said Instagram, remember at first when it was a big thing, like Instagram had banned the nipple and people, again, and this goes to where we are in society, they went on on Instagram, like you shouldn't be banning the nipple. Meanwhile, I don't see no penises on Instagram, but y'all can have a woman's nipple all over the place. Right. There ain't no penises (laughs) popping up on there. Right. I don't want the penises to pop I'm up, girl. Saying, but I'm just point, saying, though, sometimes I'm just they be saying. sliding into my DMs and I'm like, ew. I'm just saying to your point about women, I think when you talk about Normani and um, Tiana Taylor, it is a shame that, yes, Little Nas X gets more um, scrutiny for what he did and women don't, but I feel like that's everything in music. And I was just watching, what is that movie really love that everybody's saying is like the new Love Jones? I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I liked it. But you know what I mean? Like, we got to see her whole titties but we basically saw her her private and Kofi all we see is a chef like that's just the norm that apparently women we're supposed to be like these sexual over sexual beings where you see all of our stuff but the men is like a hidden doorway right Mm -mm. I don't know I don't know how we got here I don't mind it you know no it's not like I'm mad at it I think people have the right to do what they want with their bodies I just don't understand why everything is that that's my thing like we should at least have diversity in in different artists doing everything it's almost like in order for you to make it in the industry at this point you gotta get your body done oh yeah gotta get a butt you gotta gotta be twerking and shaking on the internet right Um, like It's like what, like this is a this is a this is a whack formula, bro. You gotta twerk because if you ain't twerking, you you ain't you ain't making you ain't getting no hit. Right, like this this is a corny ass formula, and everybody's doing it. And I'm like, I'm a you know I'm okay with city girls and a couple of people doing it, but damn it, somebody be different. Somebody. Somebody yeah. do something different. Chloe, you're you don't gotta do that. You don't gotta do what she's doing. Normani, you don't gotta do what this other girl's doing. But they're all doing the same thing. And it's like, come on, y'all. That's that's what I don't understand. You know, another person who needs an apology is Uncle Luke because y'all was banning his videos and stuff. And listen, look, it's it's when he was doing his like not even as scandalous as what happens now. Like, 
And remember, like, people, they banned him from Florida. Like, it was crazy. And now this is like, you just open up Instagram and scroll and it's just happening. That's what I'm saying. I think little by little, we've gotten used to over-sexualization and it wasn't like one thing. I think it was like a gradual opening of the door of, well, this happened and that happened. I would love to take a course on the sexualization of women in music in college. I would love to take a course or teach a course or get it together because this didn't happen overnight. No, it was a long time. This has been stewing and everything from these little things like Janet and Madonna kissing the girl, you know, when she did that, it was like, oh my God, or Britney, you know, like little Kim, Nicki Minaj. These are all women that contributed to this, you know, Foxy Brown, Megan the Stallion, Cardi B, City Girls, you know, like the, it's been gradual to the point where now this is, this is like the criteria for you to be a female artist, have a big butt, get your body done, twerk, and show your at show your body that's yep. fake because you got it done <laughs> like i just how i just act like it's real it. act like you really i'm not saying y'all don't work out after but most of y'all be acting like it's just real and it's not right like girl you got that nipped and tucked and i'm not mad that you got it nipped and tucked but like just keep it real right exactly don't be out here talking about i'm working so hard girl you got it snipped and then went and got a massage and then you started working out like mm-mm it's just too much. It's just it a lot. Much. So, but look to each his own, you know, you got to parent your kids. I don't have kids. so I don't got to worry about that. But, you know, I would, I would hate for my daughter to be at a football game with her whole ass out. I'll be like, little girl, what the hell is wrong with you? This is not where you put your ass out. Listen, and I know it's Nola and I know the culture is a little different, but there was, I think it was on Instagram. There was some video of a little kid's birthday party had to be, when I say little, like five, six. The, some song played, and these three little girls got up on the wall, like on demand. It was twerking. Nina, first of all, I'm embarrassed because I can't even twerk like that. Like, and they were <laughs> five and six. And I'm like, I was like, I feel bad watching this. Like, but I'm like, the first of all, the person that recorded it because they knew, oh, this song go, they going to work. But again, that at five and six, like, we're not focused on so many other things. And I'm not saying that your child can't listen to music, but is that what they need to be knowing by heart? No. And, and, and it's not even the child. It's the, the parent that's filming this thinking this is cute. Like, okay. When your daughter come home with a teen pregnancy, cause she's been twerking on, <laughs> on some son, some, somebody's son. Somebody's penis, son. Like. <laughs> cause he ain't going to know what to what do happened. with that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't. Well, we got uh, dissed today by our, our, our the males oh, in our lives. Oh, y'all corny. Y'all need to stop your ish. OK. Dexter Garnett. Get it together. All y'all, right. Y'all left us hanging. It's all right. You see how they do us, girl? We're going to have a girls night out. I'm going to invite you out to this thing I'm yeah. going to. OK, we're going to go out right you know, without them. Goodbye. Yeah. We're not going to talk to you. We ain't got to, we're not going to talk to you about the over-sexualization of women in music. Because <laughs> you wasn't here. Yeah. So, But thank you for watching on YouTube and anyone who is listening on any of our audio platforms, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Google, I uh, TuneIn, Alexa, Amazon, you know, iHeartRadio, all of that. Okay. I mean, I say what? I'm Shana B.
We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for uh, watching and listening. Yeah, it's the 195th episode of the Mina's House podcast.